Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, 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 help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Anise, Justin, Jordan. tuning in. Today we have a special guest, Chef O'Neill Shabas of O'Neill Shabas Events. Chef O'Neill is a longtime customer and an amazing chef. So we're, thanks for joining us. And thanks we have a couple out. questions and, and uh, want to hear more about what you do. Okay, happy to be here. <laughs> so I think you've been a customer of ours for like 12 years, right? Yeah, because it was like 2005, I had a business partner, Carol, I don't know if you remember, remember yeah. her. Yeah. And she found you guys because you had edible flowers. Mm. And she's like, you got to see these. And we were like so excited about it. So that was like in 2005. And then we stayed business partners for about another year. And then I just took over the element. It was elements mm. at that time. And then I took over and had that. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was Elements k- Kitchen Cafe. So, yeah. so had you had a had a, a storefront there for a while in Old Town Pasadena. Right? Yeah, right in now. Old Pasadena, exactly. So, so which is great. Yeah, and we've um, bought many media. We bought a couple media your way when people would say, hey, you know, where's your local produce yeah, and stuff? We'd always event. call you up and... Yeah, well, it started with Nightline. Edible Flowers. Yeah, Nightline. it started, Nightline. It started with Edible Flowers, then you yeah. went to the salad grains and duck eggs, and then went to... It was more than that, eventually. Oh, yeah, herbs. we were duck eggs, herbs. Um, yeah, there was a lot. Because was you guys would let us know, like, mm-hmm. what you had coming, mm-hmm. which always then inspired us to do things. Was there yeah. a lemon rubina sorbet? Yes, we did. I remember that. Yeah. That was really good. You always would give us food every time we delivered. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of neat because you'd put our name on the menu, and that yeah. was kind of, you know, where can you, you know, we didn't have the restaurant, but we had the produce, and then somebody would go in there. Where can they find our stuff? Go to go to Elements Kitchen, and there's our durian yeah. salad, durian thing. It was nice to be able to use it as a, a, a marketing, you know, yeah. to be able to say that. And people, and they still are so excited when they find out that it's, you know, something that is here in Pasadena. People mm-hmm. just really just can't, I don't know, they just don't believe it. It's like, yeah, it's right here in town, so it's pretty cool. So how long have you been a chef, or how long have you been a chef? For about, like, maybe about, I don't know, 15 years or so. I mean, uh, about the same time, really, about the same time that when I started buying from you is when I finished up in school and we started the catering. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then the storefront kind of evolved from that. So, I mean, I always loved cooking, uh, and you know, but I worked for a dozen years in movies, and animation, and then, 
left that world and <laughs> cookies. We're back to the real world. Right, we're back to the real world or some kind of kind world. Of world. <laughs> Still an alternative world. Like yeah, alter exactly. universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a harder harder job. Yeah. Harder, oh yeah. gosh, it can You have to deal so a lot fun. more with people. Oh yeah, but it's fun, it's fun. It's fun to work, you know, like when I think of with, with all that I get from you all, it's, you know, the seasonal things and you just don't know what you're going to get and, you know, there's something that's really cool about that. So it's the same, but it's different because it changes because the seasons change. Yeah, so... It's pretty cool. So you said, so you went from doing movies or animation to, to sh- having a, a, a restaurant and a chef. So what, like... What started you say, okay, I'm quitting because, I mean, what, what was the inspiration, what, yeah, what was the inspiration or the I'm, turning point on that, that you know, yeah, adventure there? I was working at DreamWorks, um, and am I allowed to say names? Okay. And I was a supervisor for a department, the art department, and it was a great job. But I was getting towards the end of it, and I was just at a point in my life that I wanted to do something that was my own business, and I wanted it to be food-related. And um, I just thought that the best thing I could do is go to culinary school and kind of at least get you know, a, a base in, in cooking professionally, and then I would go from there. And I told myself I don't want to be a chef and I don't want a restaurant. And I became a chef and I had a restaurant. So, yes, don't tell the universe what you don't want or do want. I don't know. It's like that brand when you get a brand new pair of shoes. Don't scuff, don't scuff. Exactly. So, yeah, but I was I was really glad for that decision because it was, you know, it was it is it has been something that is my own and I've been able to be in a creative role far more than I would have been in the job that I had. Um, You know, I was in production and you're around a lot of creative people, which is really cool. I mean, just the the artist's talent and just unbelievable. But sometimes you just want to be, I wanted to be just more hands-on creative. And that was always has been a big desire for me. And so um, that's what, you know, I went to culinary school and, and, and became a chef, and, and I'm so glad because I am very hands-on, uh, creative, not only in menu design, but now with my company because it's much more about events and, and the like, in designing the event, in working with the client, if it's for flowers or entertainment or whatever, you're really trying to create, you know, a special moment. And that's a really cool thing, you know, for whatever occasion. Usually a happy occasion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a happy occasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so has food or, I mean, have you always, in your in your childhood or whatever, food, cooking, have, was that something, uh, you, you know, what, who, who inspired Parents, you? or cultural. You just did yeah. it from... You're Cuban, right? So but, yeah, I'm Cuban. So my, my mom, uh, although it's funny, she told me later, she, I don't really like cooking that much. Like, really? Because you really cook well. But anyway, you find out these things as an adult. Um, and uh, But my mom, you know, always, we always had uh, food, of course, she cooked um, daily. And I just always was fascinated with uh, food and just making it. She said that when I was about three or four, I would watch 
the galloping gourmet. I would take out her pots and my blocks and I'd pretend I was cooking. And she'd try to turn it back to cartoons and I'd turn it back to the galloping gourmet. And, um, and that was it. So I always had this love. I remember I was seven years old when I learned how to make bread from a family friend, essentially. And it was the coolest thing to know that, you know, yeast and flour and water and other ingredients, yeah. you make bread. And that was like, wow, that you could do this. So there was always that love. And I, even in high school, I would uh, make, it was a small high school, which was only 100 kids, but I would make for special assemblies, I'd make cinnamon rolls or I'd make um, rice doing beans. It for a while, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. the popular kid. Yeah, it's kind of popular. It's like people are like going for dinner, and you know, so so it was, it was great. So, but I just when I when I uh, went to college and and, um, and and like I didn't want to continue in that world. I I thought I just wanted to know other things. So I ended up finally studying music of all things, and I was a music major in college. Wow. And I know, so I mean, it, it's, it sounds like it's all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, music and food mm-hmm. and animation and movies and this and that. But it's always been a kind of a quest for a creative, you know, identification uh-huh. and a creative, just the love of, of making things. And I love about being around people that make things and that want to. It's it's really cool. Um, so that's always been. My, my kind of love, that's the through line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's like, what's your most creative thing you've ever done with food? Like, um, a like a challenge. Or you're most proud of? Or like proud something of, that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It could be many. Is it, is it many? Or is it? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think. I think that, you know, uh, whenever uh, I am given from a client, you know, so there's so many things. You know, from a client, um, just we want to do X. Like I had a birthday party not that long ago, and they wanted a certain menu, and I gave it to them, and they said, you know, we know we asked for this menu. It's not at all what we want. It's just so traditional and so boring. Yeah. We want something that's a little more exciting and a little bit more, you know, just. So I came up with a whole different menu, and then, and the, when the party happened, they were so happy. So that always is a cool thing. I mean, I'm not giving you specifics of the dishes, yeah, but when stuff. you are hopefully at least meeting, but hopefully exceeding the client's expectation, that's always my goal, is mm-hmm. I want to make sure that they feel. So, I mean, as far as in cooking, you know, I like to do everything. So I'll try new things maybe that I haven't tried before, um, and then kind of have... Uh, you know, just try to bring it to life, you know, uh, be it an idea or a recipe or something that I go, oh, I don't usually make that, but why not? And I had to do a whole Russian dinner the other night. I didn't like Russian food. But I'm like, okay, if I liked Russian food, what would I make it taste like? So that's what I did. So it was, you know, as so I made a, a golden beet borscht that turned out really well. And then I added, you know, my own touches to it. Um, did a really interesting play on uh, kulibiyaka, which is this sort of pastry-wrapped fish, rice, mushroom dish, and I did it as crepes. And of course, I have the gluten-free issue mm. because the whole world seems mm. to be gluten-free these days. Uh, so there's that challenge. So I, I think when you start getting the challenges mm. and you can still make it be a success, sometimes those constraints is what makes 
it really cool. I mean, I think you must have that. Yeah, you have you. you have a really small space yeah. that you have utilized so brilliantly. It it kind of boggles my mind every time I'm here. I'm like, it's, it's a, a challenge in our own way to do that. You do it with the food. We do it with the. You do it with the, the land, land yeah. which is uh, unbelievable. You know, a lot of variables too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> riffing, yeah, riffing off what you said, have we ever challenged with like something we've had? Have you ever taken something we we've grown and said, taken it as a challenge, like to make something? I think uh, there was a couple times we yeah. gave you something. You you were quite challenged to do it, and I can't quite remember. I know. I'm trying to think. Well, I think it was one of it was the lembobina. The lembobina, which I always love anyway. And was, there was one one you said you wanted edible flowers, but not the usual. It was more recent. You wanted yeah. edible flowers, but not the usual edible flowers, or the garnish or something. Yeah, they wanted more. They didn't want them to some be architectural sold. garnish. Yeah, or and you guys <laughs> came up with that, which is great. I think you've come up with herbs for me that there was something an herb that you came up and I was like oh I'm not familiar it was a basil mm-hmm. that was really nice actually. I think you've been challenged by Annie's jams you've, you've gone oh, and taken you know, jams and said what you can pair them with those jams are always such a hit and I always have so much fun putting them on cheese mm-hmm. plates and whatnot they were great I didn't think did we used to use your jams we used to make ebel skeevers the little stuffed pancakes yeah, I, I think we used to we may have used uh-huh. your jams in those as well um, I love the the honey. The honey is always a great, and, and I use that. Um, and the figs are coming in season. You did the, the, the roast, figs. You roasted them in honey. I did that. I also did uh, the figs where I just took and I just uh, kind of quartered them, but not all the way through, so they were like a flower. Mm-hmm. And then I put in some herb mascarpone and mm-hmm. some nuts and <laughs> drizzle of honey. Those were very popular. <laughs> we're about a month or two away from things. They even made it to the event. We had a couple years ago, we had a private party here. We were rented by a corporation. And, um, we were rented by a corporation that won't be named, but they rented our backyard to do this think tank and they wanted it catered. And so the first person we called was you. You came off the menu pretty much from what you could well, find. Well, they actually they suggested, yes. awesome. they suggested somebody else. We're like, no, like, they yeah. don't use our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they were really happy. I remember that. that I was remember fun. that was really fun. And they were. It was three yeah. days or something. It was two or three days. Right. And, but it was two. Yeah, it was two or three meals. So yeah. it was a lot to do. You come like, in this little car unloading. And I'm like, I got to run back because I got to get lunch ready. I'll be back soon. Oh, that was really great fun. It was a great think fun. tank, yeah. yeah. And they, so they had to feed everybody, and then we'll, it was about It was like thinking outside the box. Yeah. They really were outside the box. They didn't want to be cooped up in a conference room. They wanted yeah. to experience outside. And it was like I remember, I mean, I kept all your menus. Oh, you had yeah. all the derbets. Well, I remember because they, they wanted something that had coconut-inspired, remember? Yeah, yeah. Plus, we wanted to coconut use all water, your yeah, stuff, yeah, which yeah. was great. Yeah. So I remember getting... Uh, I remember uh, squeezing them for breakfast, fresh squeezed orange juice. <laughs> oh, and I didn't have like an electric <laughs> juicer, so I, I almost that. died squeezing <laughs> juice in that little. Like, I remember. I was that. crippled delivering. Here you go. Enjoy your juice. <laughs> I remember that. But the eggs, the eggs were talking yeah, about. I remember the eggs. eggs. Yeah. And the French toast you did yeah. with the duck eggs. Oh, that's right. You guys have good memory. No, that egg, that egg dishes are very. You know, yeah. eggs dishes can be very. 
There's the two cold, two things, the dirt. That was very good. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, the, well, we ate too, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're letting them have all the food. That was, that was, that was great fun. It was a very Yeah, I remember that. Good, that was it was, a good it was like one of the hottest days of the year. And so it was yeah. really hot. That's why I don't remember that. I remember you guys were trying to get like fans yeah, back here. Because they wanted the conference. They wanted to think else. They wanted the non-conference room, but they wanted the conference room amenities. Yeah, yeah. So Shade, no shade. You're outside. They're like, it's too hot. We're like, you're outside. Uh, this is like, you know, the Ritz Carlton yeah. area. <laughs> you're on a farm. That's right. And there was a couple of times, one. yeah, like the animals were cackling and stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was great because we had your menu displayed in the Sidorva, and they were very impressed that you. Yeah. I remember you had come and seen what we had and oh, made yeah. a menu from that. Oh, and it's always it's always great to know what you have and to kind of come up with things with it. Uh, the salad's the most. The most uh, salad is what you use the most. I use a lot of that, and the greens are so special. I mean, people always comment on how good it is. They're mm. sturdy and and they're delicious and they're they're colorful. Um, they're just really they're very special mm. in a way that I've never seen. Them. So that's always great. And then uh, even for the, the documentary, mm -hmm. you know, I made them a little salad and I just put, mm -hmm. I think, nasturtiums in mm -hmm. it. And they were just like, that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. My little Frenchman. <laughs> 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 they were... <laughs> and they told, I think he came over and told us that he ate your yeah. salad <laughs> with the flowers in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so and, I mean, yeah. that's always pretty, pretty fun. But yeah, that, that the, the uh, meeting here, for that group was really uh, a really fun time. It was a great to work with you all so closely and everything. Yeah, I remember that so well. <laughs> yeah, and then you did, um, and thank you for that, you did um, contribute some food to, um, we had our dad's memorial. Yeah. Oh, and people oh. were just blown away again oh. by your food, <laughs> um, your dishes that you always bring. And, it's, and like I said, it's always just quality and I think it comes through and, and it's, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Like we yeah. just very, we, we chose simple things that we yeah. said. You and, do and there was very not simple food, but you may let the food speak, speak for, for itself. itself. Some people yeah. get very. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's uh, one of the things. I think chefs oftentimes can overthink, um, <laughs> and sometimes it's like just keep it simple. I think Italian mm -hmm. food always represents that super well. It's mm -hmm. very simple, straightforward. It's about you know light dressings and you know, light sauces, fresh sauces. Um, and um, it's it's just nice when you have a great quality ingredient. You know, if something isn't very good, then you might have to just overdo it a little just to sugar, cover it yeah, up. Salt and sugar. But when the stuff is great, you know, all you, you need very little to, to, uh, to transform it. Yeah, so is that one of your favorite um, genres to cook, Italian? Or? I mean, oh yeah! I mean, I I really I love all kinds of all cultures of food. There's always something that's really mm -hmm. great. So I love a lot of Asian flavors, right. Southeast Asian especially. Mm -hmm. I really love those yeah. flavors. You went to New Orleans too, right? I go to that's my <laughs> that's, that's my, your inspiration. But, you know, but even in New Orleans, and I love New Orleans, yeah. and I love the rich food. But I I find. Uh, after well going there for over the years, I, I like the food now that is a little bit, uh, kind of a little fresher, a little, a little lighter mm -hmm. in its. You know, uh, I like a lot of big flavors. Uh, I like a little rictus, but 
sometimes in New Orleans, it can get really you know, like Commander's Palace. You're like, okay, we're not going to only take you and give you a steak with a cream sauce. We're going to put bacon on it and crab. Is that enough? Some butter? <laughs> you're like going, okay, I'm, I'm good there. Uncle, uncle, I'm done. <laughs> so That's about right. Oh, gosh. Food is love. Oh, I know. Butter, butter, butter is extra love. Oh, I believe in butter. I, I certainly do. I don't have a problem, but sometimes it's just, you know. Yeah. Just gluten-free, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, bacon and crab and steak, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a little much. Just keep extra. On, yeah. and I'll one more thing, so, uh, but, um, but I do love all kinds of, you know, um, you know, yeah, really, just all cultures of food, a lot of Latin foods. I mean, here in California, mm. uh, Southern California, we have so much Mexican yeah. influence, and I love, there's so much mm-hmm. there, um, and it's such a, a wonderfully complex uh, culture of food mm-hmm. that, you know, we are, Taco Bell doesn't represent well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Put that Sorry. chicken sound on there. <laughs> um, but no, but uh, I mean, I, so I, I love, I love that, and um, you know, uh, love to, and I like to. I don't necessarily like fusion, like where you're kind of. I mean, it's not that I dislike it; it's just not something that I do that much. But I do like, I like on. Um, menu you might have more than one culture that mm. comes in so you might have something that has a little bit of an Indian curry flavor that might be alongside something that is um, you know maybe more Southeast Asian it might be a salad that would work really well with some Thai basil and it's really fresh and you have this you know kind of a maybe a, so that kind of where you're mixing flavors and, and uh, you know different cultures is kind of fun so I, I just try to think about when I'm planning a menu just what I think would work together and what mm-hmm. makes sense I always feel like it needs to make sense yeah. you know not just like a bunch of things that are that are good but just don't make any sense Random, together yeah. Yeah. yeah it has to have a little bit of a so, I mean the girls would say they could look at a recipe <laughs> and tell if it's going to taste the if it's gonna just by looking at it, yeah. it's gonna taste good. No, that looks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know if you have that. It just yeah. like by looking, kind of just say, oh, yeah. Just because you can go through, you search and you're like, okay, I want to, I have this, whatever. And you go, right. go, you put it in, and then it comes up with the recipe, and you just look at it, you go, no, no. And then you, for some reason, though, then you hit one, you're like. There's something that tells you I don't know what it is. It's just like that. That'll be a good one. That one exactly. I don't know what that is or what Um, sense is that. It's just the ingredients, and you kind of go um, like I wanted to make uh, buttermilk ice cream the other day, Mm -hmm. and so uh, for these Russian for this Russian (laughs) party (laughs) because I had strawberries, um, uh, uh, Razumov or whatever they call them, um, Romanov. Excuse me. And I did a buttermilk ice cream. So the recipe that I ended up finding was one that I, I liked it because it just the, it was simple, but it had this great custard. It had a lot of eggs in it, first of mm-hmm. all, so I knew it was going to be Rich. terrific. A lot of egg yolks and uh, the buttermilk and the cream and sugar. And I just knew that that would be good. And then I remember from another recipe, and I think this is what you end up doing a lot when yeah. you start cooking a lot, is I, I did another recipe that was actually an egg-free ice cream for a client that couldn't eat eggs. But... It was a plain vanilla ice cream, and it called for a, a, a tablespoon of scotch. Mm. And he said, this will have the vanilla, it will make the vanilla more vanilla-y. Mm-hmm. And he was right. So I said, mm, on this buttermilk ice cream, I think if I use a little drambouille, and I know sometimes a little alcohol helps it to yeah. keep mm-hmm. it more creamy consistency. 
And so I did. So, you know, so you start kind of playing in that sort of way with food and with with recipes when you can read through them and go, wow, they're going to make a marinara that doesn't have any garlic. I don't think that's going to be very good. I just don't, you know. Or any dessert. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, that's not going to really work so well on Yeah, so I think some of the thing is like, because there are so many recipes out there and yeah. some people, when they say, oh, well, that was so good, you know what? It's just, just finding that recipe. And then, of course, then you, then you tweak it. You make it yours. Absolutely. Tweak it a little good bit. Good ingredients. Yeah. And, then With good, and then using the homegrown ingredients makes it even better. Or oh, fresh yeah. herbs. And then that just blows people. And it's, it was like, what did you do? Nothing really just, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that hard or it was really simple. But I think that's when you, you know, that's developing your, your, you know, kind of your cooking, sense you know, technique yeah. and sense and everything mm-hmm. like that. And that's when you start knowing. I mean, and then you have your go-tos. You just know. I know. Is that is that taught? Were you taught that or just a trial and error? Or, um, I mean, it can be book. It's not from a book. Well, you're but. taught, you know, you're, in school, the thing that you, uh, that you learn a lot of, kind of ratios about things and, and, and little, like, oh, you're going to make a vinaigrette and the, the, it should be three parts of, uh, you know, one part vinegar to three parts of oil. And, and, you know, so you kind of learn these things. And then along the way, you're learning from other chefs, from your work. And, uh, you know, so some people will, for instance, like with proteins, some people are like, you should salt your meat. Some people are like, absolutely not. You know, so in both work. So you sort of adopt what works best for you and then you kind of always have those like in your arsenal so if I have to make a quick marinade I, I just have a marinade in my head that I know will work and it's solid and it's it, it's that's my marinade so this way you it kind of frees you up to be able to do other things you're not trying to think okay well I'm going to recreate I'm going to recreate the wheel every yeah. time mm-hmm. you just sort of have things yeah. that you know how to stand do, on stand, stand by, stand yeah, by. exactly. You know how to do your thing, so that you know, you can free you from the recipe, which makes it a lot more fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of people don't like cooking; they feel like it's like, oh, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. yeah, follow the recipe. I think the only thing you have to really be oh, ish is like baking. You baking need, is you do need, you do, you do cooking fresh size. You need your baking, your leavening, yeah. your stuff. Whereas cooking, in, in a sense, to some it's, point, it's, it's a, a little. Free fun. But even with baking, you could say, I can make um, a really nice upside-down cake, but I can make a fig upside-down cake, pineapple, Mm -hmm. blueberries, Mm -hmm. it might be (laughs) cherubloya, or all three. (laughs) Exactly. So that's when you start start kind of having um, a little bit more fun with it. Yeah, but I wouldn't take bread and all of a sudden decide not to use... I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's certain things that you know that don't you have, you have it, to yeah. need in yeah. a certain amount. There's, there's certain things about baking that you need to, which is why one of the reasons I like baking, there's certain rules about baking mm-hmm. and there's a little yes. bit more precise. Mm-hmm. And I love that about baking, which a lot of savory um, cook chefs don't, they don't like baking. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's pretty fun, you know, and I, there's a lot to do with it and I think it's nice to bring some of your savory mm-hmm. you know sensibility into that so introducing more herbs mm-hmm. into things and you know uh, making syrups that have yeah. you know rosemary and thyme and then you know putting that onto a lemon cake I mean that's you know can be really delicious so. and taking yeah taking something that you expect to be sweet like a stone and making it more savory yes you know, you can yeah. yeah both ways yeah exactly mm-hmm. and that's really 
I love that one. That mm-hmm. unexpected, but not weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gluten free. <laughs> no, no. So, like I said, like, yeah. well, there's getting there's gluten, there's better gluten free flowers yeah. out there. There's getting to a point. It's still a little hard to bake like a pie with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a challenge for us too because a lot of people. I mean, first, and as I said, it's a food issue. Unfortunately, the food, our food, is not what we ate 10 years ago yeah. it's not what we ate 20 or the wheat even. isn't the same so the wheat's not the same so the tol- the tolerance um people are becoming intolerant of certain yeah. things I mean, they've eaten before. Wheat for six thousand. yeah i mean we've had yeah. wheat so it's unfortunate and and speaking of food i mean and and food advocacy i mean does that play a part in your in your cooking as well i mean just like what the sense like you know california you know, they're losing farmland, um, you know, labeling issues or, you know, things in the social supermarket, justice. social justice. I mean, how does how does any, like, food agency or, or, or farming uh, affect you and the way you're cooking? Well, I mean, and, and it's certainly something that I think about because I feel like with all these allergies that it doesn't, you can't, and, 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 and I think they're legitimate. So, yeah. I mean, we, we joke about it. I don't think it's people just being neurotic. I mean, no. I think people go, I really do feel better yeah. when I, and they say, okay, well, then maybe there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. And then this starts making you think, okay, what's happening then mm-hmm. to our, our food? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, what needs to ultimately happen is that, because I don't think that everybody always has access to, um, you know, to a whole food or to even to you guys because they live in you know south la um or east i mean you know just or even yeah so you're going how can you get that you know that information how can you make that become a, a place where people can you know where it's, it's not it's where normal. it's normal where it's not sort of like running water like it's not a big you know you don't think oh my gosh they have running water mm-hmm. it's like well of course everybody does that's mm-hmm. just a sanitation mm-hmm. thing and it needs to be that common i mean i it would be nice if someday we don't have to wor- say organic it's mm-hmm. just like well it's everyone that's just the way you grow food well, like they said it used to be called food yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so why is it so you know i i I'm not a, a big scale farmer trying to grow, you know, millions of pounds of food. So I know that there's challenges of, mm-hmm. of pests and everything. So I know that they have to deal with it. They have to make a living. But is there a better way? Maybe that takes a little bit more thought. Maybe that's where, awareness. you know, yeah, awareness and then just really innovation. You know, and I think it's going to take, probably needs to happen in the private sector. Um, you know, and it has to become a way where people go, okay, I can make a better version of a pesticide that's not a pesticide that's going to control this, that, you know, and hopefully it will go from there. So it is something that I think about. I'd like to think about it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'd like to be... The uh, more vocal. education, you think, on the consumer side or the pricing or what do you think is holding it? Well, the pricing. I mean, you know, uh, organic food, for instance, oftentimes it's just, it's so expensive. So, you know, there's certain things that you go, okay, I'm making stock, I'm getting onions, I am not using onions that cost $5 a pound, you know, it's stock, you know, so obviously you wouldn't want to use a product that's inferior, but you're kind of going, these are, these are traditionally grown Mm -hmm. or whatever the term Mm -hmm. of these. Conventional, yeah. Yeah, so, conventional, thank you. Uh, And so you go, okay, well, for, for that, but I think that there's times, especially when you're showcasing the, 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 uh, 
produce or whatever it is that you would you would use it better. But sometimes you have to do what the customer wants and they have a budget and yeah. they can't. Well, yeah, and that's oftentimes. Times. Yeah, that's they the can't thing. afford. You've given them yeah. a. You give them an option if they don't want to pay the extra for yeah. organic or yeah. think they you have you know you do what they want, right? Which I is. always feel like here in Southern California, though, we just we just end up with just better stuff. Period. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, if you, we lived in Chicago for a year, mm. and I, I remember winter, the, the tomatoes, ooh, they weren't pretty. You know, I mean, it's like what happened, and it's like, you know, I, you know, it, it's spoiled. It's spoiled. We yeah, are. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, and it's expensive too. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, you know, in, in that way, we're very, very, we're, we're lucky and spoiled out here. Um, I think the other thing too that I that I that I'm excited about seeing is kind of more of a shift away from s- so much protein. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a vegetarian, and I enjoy meat, uh, but I love that what's happening is that it's much more of a produce centric uh, menu that I see often places. And that and that's what people are excited about. People are excited about Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Brussels sprouts have gotten the best <laughs> marketing route, yeah. campaign. Yeah, I mean, really. And beets too have you know people used good. to be like, oh, yeah, beets yeah. and Brussels sprouts. And everybody loves you see them on a menu. People are excited about them. So that's really cool. So even I did a pop up a couple months ago, and we had very little protein. It was very very. Uh, produce centric and I had a great time doing it I mean we had I had I did do a, a braised lamb shank um, as one of the, the pieces but everything around it was uh, some sort of a you know a vegetable or a grain or herbs whatever so I that is one thing that I think is great and I think it will continue to make more awareness of the importance of good quality produce and the way it's grown so education I think mm-hmm. you're right yeah. I think kids are more aware of that and they think about it more than... I mean, like Brussels sprouts, you just mentioned Brussels sprouts, uh-huh. they've got a bad rap. I mean, from childhood, from way back, people say Brussels sprouts are, can't eat them. But if you... They are dynamite. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, I love but them. it depends on how you cook them. Yeah. If somebody messes it up, it's going to taste horrible. Oh, or, yeah. Or beets or canned beets versus mm-hmm. fresh beets. Mm-hmm. That stuff is... But so is so. I mean, but who would eat a canned steak, for instance? I guess that would be spam. (laughs) So, but I mean, you know, so I mean, so the proteins aren't. You know, they don't taste. They just don't taste good on their own. I mean, they need some help. You know, a sauce and some seasoning and whatnot. So every everybody needs a little transformation. So, um, but I think that it's just uh, healthier and better and just a more interesting way to eat. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much versatility like I just did uh, back to my Russian dinner so I did um, uh, a beef stroganoff but it's sort of a deconstructed one and again I had this gluten issue to deal with <laughs> so instead of using noodles I ended up taking zucchini on a spiral mm-hmm. um, slicer and made uh, zucchini linguine mm-hmm. you know, and it was a quick saute and then mm-hmm. we put this uh, you know kind of mushroom rich mushroom sauce and then sliced tenderloin along with it so it's kind of a, a play on that and um and that uh, it, it still is as satisfying you know you don't feel like oh well we i would love to have had spaghetti but i guess this will do it's like oh no this is actually better it's more interesting so it kind of pushes we chefs to be more creative with with uh with what with our ingredients 
Uh, I thought it was a big hit, too. It worked out pretty well. Yeah. I was happy with it. <laughs> I brought to mind something you said about Southern California is, you know, very blessed with the, you know, selection of produce. And when we were following our film, Homegrown Revolution, um, worldwide, we were in Italy. I think one of the oldest uh, farmer's market in the country or something. Oh, yeah. It was the Saturday market. It was supposed to be since one of, whatever. Yeah, one of the like, oldest farmer's market oh, in, the, in Italy. Good. And we were like, oh, we're so excited to go to this real farmer's market. And not to so, not to put down anyone, but it was kind of disappointing to be walking the aisle and see stickers pro- product of California in oh, Italy. Well, but yeah. here, it, 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 it was, the, it it was October or November, <laughs> and they had bananas <laughs> and, and tomatoes from tomatoes and avocados, and, just, and we're just like, you know the big oh, brands, you know. Okay. The, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was oh. like we're in, the, we're in Italy, and one at of the, the places base of the Alps at the birthplace of one of the well, uh, oh, a city. Uh, I've known for its food. Food and uh, a city away from the birthplace of the slow food movement. Um, yeah, the, the, the slow food movement was birthed in the city. And, yeah. and so we're like, we're going to a farm's market. And we're just walking and we just kind of sat there for me and said, we didn't travel this way to buy some of California produce. Yeah, well, yeah. wow. I took a picture and then I turned around and we, and we left and we went to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We'll just we'll go eat the ice cream. Then we know it's really a time. Then we went to go find chocolate and gelato. So we're good. Then we'll find something really The hardest part is teaching people seasonal stuff. Yeah. And people... Unfortunately, they want it year-round, and from the southern hemisphere, I and mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's convenience. People want it year-round, so yeah. that's what people offering a service. Unfortunately, it wasn't actually a farmer's market; it was more of a, a wholesaler. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, because you're expecting to see you know, much more of. Yeah, um, yeah. kind of yeah, it was weird. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was so, uh, well, something Justin said about the price. Um, just to go back to something. I think one of the, you were buying like edible flowers from us mm-hmm. for a while, and then we kind of approached you more on the produce side, and and mm-hmm. you did mention like the clientele, you know, price point was a problem because yeah. we all tend we tend to have expensive, higher, yeah. Higher. Yeah, and so one of the suggestions I think we hashed out together was to actually display that on the menu, right? Like tell the clientele why it's expensive. Don't just say salad. Say oh, why is the salad at this price? Yeah. And that was the trick. And that's, that's when it right. that's yeah. when it changed. And we would use it on. We would use those greens for certain things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had we would we kind of ran. You know, we were doing more like. Uh, just something quick and you know we would but mm-hmm. then for the we we would when we featured the name yeah, we would you say, say it. yeah you said don't and we raise. would say it and mm-hmm. we would say it a lot which was great to be able to do that yeah. it was and you know um yeah, and it makes that's sense. Remember, it because mm-hmm. it wasn't just a random salad. Because people like really? salad at that, but why would I why pay salad when I can go down the street? But you actually put it on the menu as why it was the price it was. Yeah. It's around and the corner. And it was the yeah. Dervais salad with. It was Dervais salad. So people yeah. started requesting that and actually putting the money where their mouth was. Right. They actually mm-hmm. paid for what they believed in because you could tell them this is what you're doing. I think, well, in, in the case of all your stuff, I mean, it, it really it feels like the money that you're paying for a difference. Sometimes I go to Whole Foods, i got to be honest, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I'm paying for a difference. I, they had shallots one time. I got really upset at the poor cashier, <laughs> and then I apologized to her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't her fault. But I said, these shallots are terrible. And she's like, oh. And, she's, and they were about six bucks a pound. I said, you know, they're much better even at Smart and Final. <laughs> and she was like, oh. And I'm like, that's not good. You guys are supposed to be, you know, like the holy grail of like, you know. I mean, our, our, um, our marketing is we have, we've dealt with it before. People say, why is our flowers so expensive? Why is our salad so expensive? And you can get cheaper stuff. We'll admit you can get cheaper stuff. But our stuff is fresher and our stuff will last longer because we have people say, 
they buy flowers at half the price, but they can only use half the box yep. of flowers. And it says, well, you're paying half the price. Guess what? You can only use half the flowers. So we're going to, we tr- obviously are more expensive, twice as expensive, but you can use the whole box. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on what you, you get what you pay for sometimes. Yes, you do. And yeah. I always feel like the quality and your flowers and your greens always last for a long time. Yeah. Remember when it's like, you know, I find a little bag, I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, they're still good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're having a salad tonight, dear. Yeah. I think no, I remember um, you telling dad one time, he said he found two two-week-old salad in the back of the fridge and it was still, it was still good. good. It was still yeah. really good. Yeah. And the flowers last a lot. You know, they're they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And actually, they love the way... It's also the way that... Not, it's also the way that you all present them. So whenever I go to an event and I open the box of flowers, people always kind of gasp like... <gasps> Oh my God, those are beautiful! <laughs> and it's like you know, this is before we started yeah, putting yeah. them on trays or on on plates or whatever. And so it's always be so lovely to be able to get that or the mm. the greens or everything. It's always so wonderfully presented, and that's a big part of it, um, which I, I love. That yeah. it makes me happy to be able to, to yeah. use. Yeah, that. we appreciate your you know support all the years. Oh, so, absolutely! And like I said, sometimes it even surprise us how beautiful the flowers look sometimes when you pack you know yeah. you see them separate and, the, the and then you author. pick them and then yeah. think and then sometimes even seeing the catered how event they're, how they're displayed oh, you know yeah. grape leaves nasturtium leaves it's always fun for us to see that that people send us photos it's like oh nice yeah. we see it here so it's like it's like seeing the creative thing continue it's like yes. through the whole it's fun from yeah. from you know picking to packing and then to how or you say something like I didn't think of that. We always love to see what the chefs come up with. Well, it it always is inspiring. Um, I will, um, I I don't know if you, I have a picture of a roulade that I do. I do a meringue roulade, so it's like a meringue Mm -hmm. that you bake, Mm -hmm. and then you take and you put a cream that has mascarpone, and you roll it like a jelly roll, um, and it's got berries and pistachios, and mm-hmm. then I decorate it with all your beautiful flowers, and I'll show you, if I haven't shown you before, I'll show you a picture of it, um, and it is, it's, it's pretty, it's, oh my god, it's beautiful, and people are always like, <gasps> you know, so, and all their phones come out, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of but it's one of my favorite things to make and it's a nice way especially if you make a lot of ice cream you have a lot of egg whites left Mm -hmm. with all these egg whites you can make meringues (laughs) so they're great Uh, but yeah it's uh, the flowers uh, inspire us Um, you know all your stuff does and I think that that's the best part about working collaboratively with people is that you inspire each other so I've never been one that just wants to work alone and people always say oh you should just grow your own stuff and I'm like no I don't I mean I, no I don't have time first of all it's, re- it's not easy to do and I'd much rather be able to you know once a week or whenever I come over to see you all and just say hi and you know just kind it's of it's community it's community it's not that. isolation yeah, yeah exactly not so, everybody can do symbiotic everything. relationships yeah, it's, yeah. Just, but it's not about being completely yeah 
you know, and you know exactly. I there's something about working together. I think they're so important. That's so important. I work with, you know, local bakery, you know, uh, which is great. You know, when we used to get coffee, you know, more regularly, mm -hmm. I would go. You know, and it was really fun because then they would in turn support me too. They'd come by sometimes, or they would recommend someone yeah. for catering, or, or like you all did yeah. with mm -hmm. the that's with the group that you yeah. needed the yeah. catering. So it's very nice, and it's community, and that's a local thing that. You know, that's just unique, just mm -hmm. to, you know, where we are, and that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, that's some birds talking. So, uh, <laughs> they want to join in here. He's wooing the female. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's springtime, or, or no, summertime. But. Yeah, and I think, I think, like you said, you get the, and we all, I think, get the thrill of that final, final product, and when the, the customer or the person enjoying whatever you make does those, you know, the gas and the thrills and the wooing yeah. the awing. And I think that's what makes the experience because there's so many choices of foods, places, and, and stuff, and how to make it a, an experience that they'll never forget. Yeah. And they'll talk well, about it. You have to stand out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we were talking yeah. business the other day. It's like, what what sets you, you apart? How to bring in customers? What's yeah. it, it? And like I said, sometimes it was brutal. It was a brutal economy a couple of years ago. Oh. It seems to be getting, yeah. it seems to be getting a little iffy sometimes. But, but even to go through that when you feel like you have other people you can talk to, mm. you don't feel quite so alone. It's not that misery loves company, but maybe a little bit. <laughs> not that really. I just mean, I just no, we want to all be in misery about, together, but yes. Yeah, it's like, well, because... Oh, you too? Oh, you too? Yeah, yeah, you know, because you, I, otherwise you start feeling, Something's maybe it's you. me. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's not like, you, it's I'm me. I'm the one. <laughs> it's like, I'm no, doing something wrong. No, it's like, no, it's just a bad time. So it was nice to have that kind of, you know, support you feel like people are going to be like so you okay. basically live off word of mouth do you think that's basically you have it? a yeah. big following in pasadena honestly yeah. oh really? people <laughs> that we know yeah it's like oh chef O'Neill, like you know him is he coming back? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Not the same way. So. But it, was, it oh, is. I mean, people nice do know you. Your oh, name is a little you. bit like. I, it was, there was an experience with some people like, oh, you know him. Oh, is he coming back? <laughs> when he comes back, I'm the first to know. Like, hey, we'll let you know. Thank you. Right yeah, yeah, now he's doing private yeah. chef. Private chef. Private chef. Yes. You were in our Homegrown Revolution film that traveled the world. You were, mm -hmm. We interviewed you in there, and a piece of that was shown on Oprah, oh. and then it won a bunch of awards. So you were in there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and that was online yeah. for like a million views yeah, or something so. online. So, oh. And you're our neighbor. You live about what? I live, mall? yeah, it's close mm -hmm. by, yeah, so very, very close. Did you grow up in Pasadena? No. Where did you grow up? In, I was born in New York uh, City, in Brooklyn, and then we lived there until I was 12, okay. and then we moved to Massachusetts, and then I went there for, you know, junior high and high school and college, and then I moved here 25 mm, okay. years ago, yeah, to L.A., and uh, never looked back, I mean, it's, Boston is great, I mean, New England is wonderful, but this. California, you know, we're all checking. I know it's like yeah, none of us are leaving anytime soon. <laughs> we're paying the price for it, and, no, and everybody else is joining us. Traffic, yeah, exactly. And, and, I know. And, and I know. the prices are going up. It's like, how does it take twenty minutes to go? Well, excuse me, half no, an hour to now go Pasadena. across Pasadena these days. I know. It can be really. Oh. I forget if you have to go. Like, I have a party at the Palisades, and like, oh, oh. I know. And anybody that lives here gets it. As soon as they say that. 
and they go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so quite beautiful out there, but it's oh, just. We don't get yeah, to see that often. Yeah, it's really far, which is the nice part, at least with the, with the events, you know, it's like, it's a one-time deal. It's not like I have to do this yeah. every day. You know, I have a friend. Well, Alberta, remember yeah, Alberta? Yeah. He works in a hotel in Beverly Hills and mm. he drives there every day. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's about two hours of driving just one way. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. a really challenging thing. And the, yeah, it's the price we pay. Yeah, for sure. exactly. So, so, yeah, you live nearby and you do all this catering. And I think it's a historic home or...? It's a um, yeah, I mean, most of the, you know, the the stuff that I'm doing, you know, it ends up at the client's home. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, but my, my base, you know, where yeah. my home is, is right here. It's a historic mm-hmm. home. It was built in 1892. Wow. Um, so that's, uh, and every once in a while we'll do an event there mm-hmm. too, but that's, you know, it takes a little bit to, you know. <laughs> But we've done weddings there and everything. It's oh, kind nice. of fun. Do you have any plans for the future? Are you happy? I mean... Um, you don't you want know, to get back into restaurant business, right? I don't think that I'll necessarily do a restaurant at the way that, you know, a restaurant is now. I think that I could maybe have some sort of a retail presence again, but I don't know what it would be. It has to be the right thing. And I haven't figured that what... You'll know it when you see it. Do you it, feel yeah. that yeah. maybe it's like the business side that bonds you out? Like if somebody actually had like the business side of things, you would like, you could be the creative side. I, I think that, I find that... Yeah, yeah, I find that there to some extent, I like to uh, be involved with it, but... Um, it would be nice to have somebody that was more... Because all the people are <laughs> Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, um, but sometimes um, what I do love is that you don't have that sort of dailiness of a restaurant mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's very repetitious. The daily grind. Yeah. And it is, and, it's, and there's no... Which is, I, I think, uh, I like project work much more so I like something that is kind of beginning middle and end Mm -hmm. where I can really tell a story so I would probably like to do a a pop-up again or I I would I will do more of those because they're much more sort of like a catered event and you can sort of but I'd like to work with someone almost to kind of give it more more than just like we're just gonna eat maybe do it in a setting like this that's really cool and something that's not expected or do it you know just kind of to 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 mix it up a little bit and and not but i you know so that's sort of an idea that i have a little bit yeah like theme it or make it unique in in sense so yeah i I mean that's what that's what's the the, you know the exciting thing is to keep challenging yourself keep thinking ahead on you know so that you are growing forward in a sense and then is there and like is there anything that you oh no because we, we always kind of have this conversation every spring or summer was there something you came across that you you wanted us to grow i think you would always say hey grow this yeah. or whatever what was it or anything that you said hey you, you guys should grow that i could really use it i don't or, know if it was sorrel yeah or was something. yeah which i've used or, before yeah. but i don't know if you got us started in it I, I think we, you got us started i think yeah. more of it we started growing more because of you I think. yeah and sorrel's just great mm-hmm. i love it um, and you did the three the three kale salad or something mm-hmm. had a baby cat yeah the kale salad and then Decades of specialty, and then That's obviously the flowers, and the jam, and the honey, and then the fake seasonal. Do you stuff. do uh, goat's milk? No, Jeez. we had we had the we 
on our to-do list. <laughs> okay, because that would be, if you started doing a really nice, uh, mm -hmm. that would be fantastic. Yeah. I'd be very excited about that. Uh -huh. um, and I will then, once I, you know, your, some of your other vegetables start coming around, and then the I'll just have fun. So yeah, mm -hmm. if you, you know, because then I sort of will shape a menu around, I'll go, oh, they've got peppers, zucchini and eggplant I'm mm -hmm. thinking we're gonna make some caponata or rather two or something with this I and mean, we're good you know maybe, where can I go with that where can I have some fun so I love that um, when you all you know kind of let me know what you have yeah. coming along well, but, you know, it's changing over right now so get some cucumbers and tomatoes and peppers in so and the figs will be in in a couple of weeks. Which I'll a couple be of very years. excited about <laughs> that. So that will, you know, some menus will get rewritten. Yeah, and yeah. So. Well, how would you, would you, if somebody wanted to get started or inspired, would you have any advice to a beginner? Like oh, chef or chef or <laughs> cooking or... Um, yeah, I mean, I think that... Um, where are you you for know, a beginner? I, I like, went to culinary school and I'm glad I did. Uh -huh. um, it was helpful for me. Not everybody does, and I think you can do really well. I think if you can go and work at a place, um, but it's you know the business is hard. You know, so for I have a lot of people that said that they want to do restaurants, and I would always encourage anyone to do to follow whatever it is that they want. The problem with restaurants is that they're expensive, and you know there's going to be a lot of changes in the you know in the minimum wage laws. Um, and, and the like that um, it, it'll make it really expensive to have a restaurant so it just makes it harder and I don't there's so many restaurants and a lot of good ones it's hard to even get to them all so I would encourage someone to just think out of the box a little I would say you know a lot of people are uh, enjoying being in their homes more so maybe there's a world uh, of, of, of where you are providing food for people to enjoy at home um, I think Blue Apron and all those sort of um, food delivery systems are are working because people do like in, being in their homes. Yeah. I read that remind me. I read a story. I think it was last night on the internet how the the big chain uh, restaurants are hurting because the millennials aren't eating out like their parents did, yeah. and so they mentioned Blue Apron. They mentioned other things that they said. You know, people aren't, they want it delivered or they want it in-house. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, these are big chain corporations and yeah. they're closing, they can't make it. And you imagine the mom and pops are, well, might I, be having a hard time, unless you have a niche, you know. Well, and you know, so much, so much has changed. I think that, you know, the world of online um, and things on demand is what people... Uh, young people are very interested in so you have to keep that in mind I think that uh, those companies like Uber Eats that deliver you mm -hmm. know food that's already prepared are incredibly busy I have a friend that drives for them and I can't believe how well they do mm -hmm. and that it's that busy she's like you just can't believe that people just don't want to cook for themselves so I think there's something there I also think yeah and they also don't want to go out with the traffic too they don't want to go out with the traffic mm -hmm. so you want to be home they want to be able to maybe enjoy a libation and they don't want to drive and drink mm -hmm. which is good um, they also um, I think you know you even see it in like retail with clothing I mean some of these big stores Boy, they're just, they're empty. Mm -hmm. And you, because... I mean, they're closing Macy's, Sears, yeah. all this stuff. Amazon is just... 
Yeah. Brick and mortar might not be the... uh, Might not be the way to go. Because there's a lot... I mean, when you think of of a restaurant, even a simple restaurant, the amount of equipment that you need, tables and chairs, dishes, Mm -hmm. you know, all... Equipment in the kitchen. And the equipment in the kitchen and the staff and the food product and, you know, and how do you advertise and make sure that people know about it and, you know, and it's... And the permitting and the 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 licensing. Yes. Oh, boy. And the insurances Uh and the insurances and the insurances. There's a lot of insurances that are necessary. So all of a sudden, you know, people think, oh, I can just open something simple like a little quote-unquote taco stand. It's like, it's not that easy. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would tell people, rethink, you know, think about what it is that you like. If it's food and people, maybe there's something else that's in there. You have to think out of the box. Yeah, because I saw, I mean, articles like like you said, the the pop-up things, the supper clubs, Mm -hmm. people are doing more where a chef comes into the person's home and does the does it for their you know close group friends, friends group of friends club, you know so the clubs the pop-up shops and, and, the, and the dinner and you know i think they call them supper clubs and yeah, stuff. Supper so, clubs, yeah yeah that those are growing being in a restaurant sort of you yeah. you're locked in yeah. to, it's either ma- you, you make you, or break you can't really change that quick on because of brick and mortar you know yeah. you're sort of locked into one menu you're sort of locked Where into you, one. Of you can you can evolve you can, with your customers yeah. with That's restaurants exactly you're locked it. into your theme if you're yes. cooking french food you're in french food yeah. yeah and that was exactly it you you're it's like trying to turn a, a large ship it's not an easy thing no. um and, and but and, you're able to do that one private ship oh, a little bit my yeah. goodness you know i mean and my <laughs> clients all yeah <laughs> you know, my clients keep completely give me carte blanche. I would just say, well, just come up with a menu. So I just do. And and, and so there's, it's a lot of fun that way. Um, so it's a lot a lot, a lot easier that than a restaurant would be. And that's why I always kind of go, eh, restaurants, I don't know. I don't yeah. think that's quite where we're heading to, and that's what we're doing anymore. So I think it's going to change yeah. a lot from there. And, so. what do you, and, and what do you think you would like to see from, like, the, um, like, us and in, in the food standpoint um like we said about food ag- advocacy just um like what would you speak to the you know people listening to this show like um like yeah um i think that you know as much as i would love to see you know um more people continuing privately to support this you know and i think people you know, you mm-hmm. or places like I mean, farmers market, yeah, farmers market, CSA, people. CSA, yeah. CSA farm boxing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that sometimes people are overwhelmed when they get, you know, a bunch of carrots and they don't know what to do. Um, and I know a lot of places include carrot, uh, you know, um, uh, recipes and the like, which is nice. I think that maybe, you know, you might end up creating an intermediary step where you might say why don't we give them exactly what they need to make this almost like a blue apron type of thing Mm -hmm. um that might be an interesting thing to to imagine and evolve to we're talking about adapting and die or die you know because you have to the clientele's changing we've had to do the economy's changing the economy's changing we've had to we started i don't know if you know our story we started with edible flowers yeah 20 some years ago with the front yard and then we more the dot dot com boom (laughs) yeah then we went out of flowers went out of business so then we started growing produce and then 
then the flowers came back a couple years ago and then we're back to the Yeah, we're actually too. seeing more edible flowers. Jordan, one uh, friend, she's like, guess what they have? I'm like taking photos, texting easy cell phone photos. Edible flowers are back. They're yeah. everywhere. I mean, it was just because <laughs> we've been growing. I always liked them. <laughs> <laughs> now they're back. <laughs> but they're everywhere. Because we've been growing them for so long. We've been in business so long. People all of a sudden, they call it. Like, we'd be slow. And then, like, one week, we had, like, seven phone calls for edible flowers. It's like, Really? Yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, we try to diversify and not just grow totally edible flowers. But, um. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's interesting the things that become kind of, you know, crazes. And, you know, I see, you know, like the pokey thing is the new big thing yeah. in the Hawaiian pokey. Yeah. And all of a sudden you just see pokey place after pokey place or ramen becomes a big deal. So then that's, you know, so there's these things that become fads. And sometimes you just have to go... I'm just going to do what I like. <laughs> and that's really what it always comes down to. Is like, I, mm -hmm. I just like this. And, mm -hmm. you know, you might say, oh, edible flowers are passe. Well, I still think they look really cool because flowers are just beautiful. And there is, a, and like I said, there is a language in flowers, too. People don't know that, but every yeah. flower has a language. So Yeah, which, that's a very interesting. In Victorian times, the edible flowers, they did a lot of cooking with edible flowers ah. because there, it was a language, a flower of language. You know, like yellow roses mean something, red roses. Yes. So there is a, a, a language in that flower if you yeah. pay attention to it. So. Oh, and you see that? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think that that's cool. So I think, to, and then whenever you can find out more history about things, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that's cool. So I, I hope that, uh, you know, produce stays front and center. Uh, and people will continue to eat a lot of more uh, fruits, vegetables, grains. I think mm -hmm. it's interesting to, to, to discover other grains that people aren't, like amaranth and mm -hmm. uh, sorghum. Mm -hmm. Quinoa is yeah, pretty really popular. Yeah. Um, Farro has Bogle. gotten popular. I mean, not many people know much about that. Uh, but, yeah, but, but, yeah mm -hmm. absolutely. And there's a lot of other things that, you know, um, that... You know, so and sometimes it takes going into other cultures, like where mm -hmm. they're using, say, chickpea flour or lentil mm -hmm. flour, and how can you use that to mm -hmm. be able to create maybe things that are more familiar. So, um, you know, like I use a lot of rice flour, for instance, and brown rice flour because it, um, you know, it makes a really great crust if you're going to make, say, uh, a fried chicken or something like that. And you mm -hmm. want it to have a real nice crunch to it, rice flour, and that's to be really free, so I use that in, in the mix. So I think that it's nice to kind of, you know, uh, kind of discover th more things that people just don't know. They're just, they're so used to their little comfort mm -hmm. zone, mm -hmm. and how do you get them out of that a yeah. little bit? Yeah, like I said, we had educating the people, and we've had like farm dinners here, and we'll put the edible flour on the plate, and excuse me, is it edible? You know, it's like, yeah. well, you know, we, we know it's edible. We've been growing it for 25 years. But you don't think that other people don't. They still don't know. They don't know. They that you know. think you yeah. think they, it's not, you know, you, we assume mm -hmm. that they knew. But they're like, is this edible? And it happens like, to me all the time. To me, they're like, oh, what's this floss in the store shim? And I go about my business. They're like, well, is it edible? I'm like, oh, oh okay. my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it a sausage? Yeah, oh, okay. Explain no, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, put poisonous food <laughs> on your plate. <laughs> 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 but I'm thinking everybody knows the starships are edible. So I'm yeah. like, it's in a starship. Yeah, and they're just like, they kind of stare at me. Oh, right. Yes, it's edible. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we grew up that way, so it's kind of hard. I mean, like I said, it's for cooking or anything else, you have to educate people. Um, yeah. It's new to them and not necessarily to you, but even all the rice flowers and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You And again, because I'm, that's what you, you know, we, we're around this all the time, mm -hmm. um, and this is our life, you know, it's a very different 
than somebody that you know works as uh, you know as a, uh, you know administrative assistant. Yeah. This is you know for it's, a it's financial. New. It's totally new. Yeah, this yeah. isn't what they're thinking about all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is nice if they if they would then think, oh, I can go to a place like Vays and pick up, you know, or my my CSA box is going to be delivered, and I know mm-hmm. it's going to be you know, and I think that that's. That's fantastic, and to see more of that would be great. Yeah, so um, about wrapping it up right now. So we'd like to, um, so that people can find you online. Tell us where people can look you up. and um, Facebook, or and website. Yeah, uh, actually, if they just go to chibasevents.com, C-H-I-B-A-S events.com. I'm still working, the website's kind of going over a little makeover, mm-hmm. but uh, there, it's got information there, and love it if they come in. Okay. Um, and we really appreciate you joining us today. It was a pleasure thank talking you. with you, really, working with really you all these years. And, you, and thank I think you, you said you're going to put in an order after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. not, only, not only a client, but you've been a good friend yeah, to us and, and yeah, supported, us, supported us. And, yes. um, I also want to say he said some really nice things at Dad's Memorial, which will be yes. it's on a podcast as well. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, we actually are, we put the. I loved your dad. He was just great. Such a kind man and always funny and upbeat and, you know, and you all have gone that too and it's great you know you feel inspired and I always say that whenever I used to come here in the mornings it's like it was always I felt (laughs) inspired it's such a pretty setting and just a nice way to start the day so thank you thank you you for tuning in and we'll catch you next time Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, 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 help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We've come to the end of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in again. Until next time, this is Annie, Justin, Jordan. Keep Keep on on growing. growing.